Welcome, friends, to Game Master's Studio, where we talk shop about running tabletop role-playing games. With us today is Jared and Ed, with your host, Jerry. Hello, and welcome to Game Master's Studio, where we'll be talking tabletop role-playing games, tips and tricks that you can use at home to help bring your game up to the next level. Today's topic is going to be calendars and holidays, incorporating them into your game to add flavor to your game world, and maybe hopefully have a few fun and interesting sessions. My name is Jerry, a.k.a. Frieden, host and moderator for the show today. With me in the studio is Jared, a.k.a. DMF, proprietor of Mad Doc Designs, creator of the World of Wrath, and semi-professional DM. And Ed. Happy Game Master Studio Day. So today we're talking calendars and holidays. This kind of fits in with world building, although it's definitely not a requirement. It's a way to add flavor to your world, make things mix up a little bit different. And since we're going into the holiday season in the real world, we figured it would be a good time to kind of play in and let you know that we do actually record these shows as we go along and don't just have a million of these stashed up ahead of time. <laughs> sure. So I believe that. So incorporating incorporating holidays, building a calendar. Let's start with building a calendar, making something that works for your world. Because once you have that in place, you can start incorporating the holidays. Yeah. Uh, and you just want to take into account uh, pretty much anything any other calendar would when you're making a calendar. Seasons, uh, uh, rotational deals, the planet around the sun, that sort of thing. Do you have moons? You know, do you have Lunar moons? orbit? Does your world ro- rotate? It's just this, this flat thing that just exists and you just record time. In general, I would advise GMs unless they're unless they're solidly comfortable in the advanced GM mechanics to at least the the cosmology of like world rotation and stuff to keep it similar to Earth. Sun rises in the east, sets in the west. You know, you can have multiple moons, but don't have like one goes across the sky this way and one goes that way and one goes here, um, just because it will wind up confusing your players. Yeah. They're going to get used to, okay, you know, if it's follow the sun, okay, we need to go east. Oh, no, in this world, the sun rises in the southwest. Right. It's just going to mess people up. Uh, there's actually a program out there, and I really wish I could, or a website. I really wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but I stumbled upon it, and I actually used it because I created a calendar for my world. And in my world, there's two moons, and it actually lets you set up, like, the lunar orbit. You can say, okay... This moon does a full rotation X number of days. This moon does a you know, full rotation X number of days, you know, Y number of days, how many days in a week, how many months in a year, et cetera. So, you know, how many days total in the year, et cetera, and so on. So, like, I have, you know, if you flip through my calendar, it's like, okay, well, there's a full moon for this moon this day. There's a full moon for this moon this day. It's a new moon for this moon this day. It's a new moon for this moon this day. And I tried to keep things fairly simple. I think I have one of my moons set up so it's like every two weeks, like it's consistent, like, you know, every basically every other Saturday kind of concept, you know what I mean? Just so it's simple. But then the other one's an odd number. So it's a little bit off. It's a little bit more natural, kind of like how our moon is like, you know, it's usually late in the month, but after, you know, uh, almost a year goes by, then it starts being early in the month. You know what I mean? It's just slowly shifting its position. Well, also on the calendar, that is. Also, when you look at it, you have to remember that even though you're setting it up that way, the world that may be looking at it completely opposite way. So you have this moon that's a full moon every fortnight. 
well, that's a really good way to keep track of time. Right. We can all agree that, okay, this moon every 14 days is at its full moon. So then we'll split that in half. So we mark, you know, the the you know the new moon the full moon and then that helps build the calendar structure around that very regular set consistent moon that everybody can look up and see right yeah yeah i, I tried to keep again because i was making a custom calendar and i wasn't really sure how well received you know if it might be too much for my players and i don't even think all my players have you know seen the calendar i kind of kind of kept it to myself but i think i made it so it's like again like around 360 ish days in the year oh i think i made it i think i made it an even 360 but then only made it 10 months. So there's an even 36 days in every single month and then divided those, you know, into, so there's six, six weeks of six days. Like I very made it very, like very broke it up very evenly. I tried to not have it be as chaotic as the actual calendar that we have, you know, like some months there's 31 days. Oh, there's also this leap year thing going on. And I wanted it to be simple since I'm bringing in this new calendar system for my players that really is again for all intents and purposes fluff yeah and and having having played several games in the world of wrath i remember seeing the i think it was like the original rough draft but then when we got to actually playing the game it like the calendar didn't make a huge difference because largely we're looking in terms of referential time frames like okay we need to travel here it's going to take us two days so when do we arrive two days later right definitely if you're going to make a calendar system and you want it to be uh, a big part of the flavor of your game. You want to make sure you're you're using it as often as possible. Uh, you, you don't necessarily have to force the players to use it. Okay, we take two days. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys are on. You know, tears day. What do you want to do now? You know. Yeah. So if you're gonna if you're gonna put the calendar in your game, you want to make sure that you're using it eh, to some extent. One fun thing you can do is have everyone uh, decide their birthday. So if you have like even with uh, today's calendar, you could be like, okay, well, we'll roll a D12 to see what month you're born in. And then we'll roll like a, a D30 or, you know, add one, you know, and uh, uh, see what day you were born on. And that way everyone's like, you know, should get some sort of, oh, we, we do have a different calendar. You know, this was the date my character was apparently born. Right, yeah. You know, so you, you could kind of do like a Morrowind thing too, like where you have like a star system. You, well, you were then you were born under this star. Or, you know, you were born at the height of this season. Like, and that's one of the reasons why I didn't really, I haven't really fully brought in the calendar system in my game is like, though I have this physical, tangible printed out. And that's the other thing that's nice about that website is you can print it out. I have this printed out calendar with this lunar system, but I haven't established seasons. I haven't established holidays. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't fully you know, realize the, the full potential of the calendar. So again, right now it's just a bunch of numbers on a page. I would think you would want to establish the seasons. Um I've never really done a full on calendar, but if I had, I think, I think you'd want to make sure that you have the seasons clearly defined within that calendar. Or honestly, when I run, when I, because I don't use calendars much in fantasy games, I just tell them what season they're in. And if they're, you know, in the beginning of the season, middle of the season. Yeah. And that's what I typically do right now. You know, it's like, okay, well, it's, it's coming up all winter. Yeah. And that's, it's late fall kind of thing. And that's an excellent way to fit in just because your average peasant might not care that it's, you know, it is June 24th. They might care that it's early in the summer. And again, like I, I ran into this program or this website and I made this calendar and, you know, I have, though I haven't fully realized the, the season system and some of that is because, you know, if you look at the world, like the calendar exists, but the seasons shift depending on what region and what country you're in. You know what I mean? So like 
having the calendar first and then realizing your season is later isn't a big deal. It doesn't really, you know, you can, I don't think it matters the order that, you know, that's, that's personal preference. But I think like, that was when I kind of like, man, this is going to take some time. Like, do I want my seasons? Do I want it to just be the same everywhere period? Like these months are always summer, no matter where you are. These months are always winter, no matter where you are, where you are. Or do I really want to take the time and put thought into like geographical location? Like, okay, we're in Maine. We have a longer, colder winter than new mexico (laughs) yeah and that's something you have to decide too you know depending on how how much you want to get into it you know if you if you do have a you know your world is a global planet that rotates and revolves and that sort of thing then you know you you maybe should have the upper hemisphere is you know has the season at the same time you know all over that hemisphere and then the lower hemisphere has a season on opposite times just because of the rotation of the planet around the sun now, on in that note, though, certainly building it down to a science will have its benefits, but at the same time, this is a fantasy game. So if you just want to say, hey, it happens because of this, that's fine, too. Right. You, you don't have to have a cause for the effect. I and mean, that's completely your choice of how you want to define it or if you want to explain it or not even care about explaining it. It's winter because I said it's winter. Yeah. In the in the I believe in the Greek mythologies, it was winter because the queen of the underworld was sad because she didn't have her daughter. Uh, or Demeter, something like that, right? Demeter, Demeter god of yeah. nature, her daughter Persephone had to spend six months of the year in Hades. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I reversed it, but that's yeah. it. Yeah. And whenever whenever she was down there, that's when Demeter would get sad and depressed and nature would sort of die off. But then she'd get her back, so things would start growing again. So, I mean, you could have something similar to that. You have a nature god. Maybe there's something, there's some reason that they do it. Or maybe they're just sort of a a druid like nature god and there's like hey sometimes life has to die so right, that's yeah, why we have a death life, season yeah there's a, a ton of different reasons you can come up with for you know reasons you could have for the different seasons and also with seasons comes you know different reasons and causes for celebration you know what i mean like the whole like the the big one being solstices you know like you know summer solstice winter solstice spring solstice you know time for renewal time for death you know summer and winter solstice uh autumnal and vernal equinoxes so, you know, which, of course, those the, the solstices and equinoxes have evolved into, you know, more modern day holidays in our society. But, you know, those were kind of like the sparks and the original triggers for a lot of, you know, the reasons for celebration, you know, you know, uh, the spring equinox. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like looking for approval. I know. Yeah. <laughs> spring equinox, you know, it's kind of like the reason we have Easter winter solstice is kind of the reason we have Christmas. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of where like, there's obviously a huge list of history from how we got from a to B, <laughs> but and that's we're kind not of like, going to get into debating no, no, any of the yeah, cultural gonna, religious significance. Yeah, we're or, not going to get into any of that. I'm just, you know, making a reference of one sparked the trigger to the other. So, so those are things that keep, you know, uh, you know, uh, in, in your mind, in your world. So like, once you have a calendar system, you know, once you have your seasons in place, then you can start filling it in with the fun stuff, you know, different holidays, you know, does, you know, is, is it a farming village where they're going to really celebrate the harvest? Cause you know, or is it going to be a fishing village where they're going to celebrate, you know, like maybe salmon come back you know like they do their annual coming back to mate and you know so all of a sudden your river is just plucked full of fish and you're a fishing village and that's where you get your biggest you know um hauls of the year you know so a lot you know a lot of those villages that are you know hunter and gathering kind of villages or you know where that's their their primary resource or their primary income they're going to be kind of rotating around the seasons because there's going to be you know peak seasons and low seasons 
And you can also you can pull inspiration from modern day holidays. For example, Halloween. You know, even though there is also the the Samhain All Hallows Eve, you know, background to it as well. That's really easy to transplant over into a fantasy setting, mm-hmm. perhaps with even some more dire consequences because um, spirits are much more tangible um, in in a fantasy setting. But you don't really need a lot of explanation, and your players will pick up on it really quickly. You know, we have this festival of masks and it's an appeal to the spirits and you go around and can you know you can get little treats and favors and stuff people are really quickly going to go oh, okay it's halloween mm-hmm. yeah. and bring or your players everyone wears a mask in this village because on this particular day every year some ghouls pass through town and they wear these masks to blend in and look like the ghouls so they're not attacked or something along those lines you know what i mean like there's there's been different reasons you know or the ghouls wear masks so all of the people of the village wear masks so the ghouls don't realize how stupid their disguise is fly into a berserk rage and kill everybody (laughs) (laughs) but you know trying to basically hide in in the open you know i mean like okay whatever the case may be there's there's tons of different reasons you or explanations you can have for some of these holidays yeah you could base some of your holidays just like we do uh off of either uh like military events or people you know famous people that sort of thing you know you could have victories of war and- yeah you could have uh the day of girl in the great you know and maybe he was some sort of you know great warrior back in the day who or saved leader the of a kingdom you know yeah leader of the kingdom like savior President's of a village day. the birthday of king iron root the first right Thunderhammer, some, some I mean, great no, historical uh, 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 being. Thunder Oak. Thunder Oak. Sorry. So there's plenty of reasons that you can celebrate and have celebrations uh, in your your game, and part of the fun of that is, uh, or part of the fun of establishing a calendar would be throwing those sorts of things in there. Yeah. Um, Get input from your players. Definitely, yeah. And, Make and, a holiday after your players. That can, you know, can always yeah. be fun. I was just about to point that out. If you <laughs> are, <laughs> yeah, if you are a long time, you know, GM, and you run, you know, campaign after campaign, but it's in the same world, then maybe eventually a holiday pops up, and it's based on one of the first, you know, groups that was in your game who actually did accomplish something really, really good before whatever happened. Yeah, you know, yeah, celebrate one of their major victories. Like, okay, well, this is the day that they stopped the lich that was trying to rule the world. And now we have, you know, PC day, whatever, you know, whatever the group of, you know, called themselves or whoever the leader of the group was or whatever, however you wanted to find the day, you know, freedom day. Now we have the day, you know, anti-lich day. <laughs> freedom day where you can only eat freedom fries. How about life day? I don't think anybody's ever used life day. <laughs> Oh, Ed's giving me some death glares. <laughs> it's weird because the uh, glare I thought I was giving you was, what are you talking about? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. The biggest Star Wars one here. Star Star Wars holiday special. George Lucas's greatest regret in life. Um, oh, they were yeah, celebrating Life Day. I haven't actually seen it in its entirety myself, but yeah, they were celebrating Life Day, which was the Star Wars equivalent of Christmas. I got you. I got you. I'm glad we spent time on that. (laughs) Uh, And and when I guess when making a calendar or holidays or seasons or anything, uh, you can certainly, you know, sort of create your own thing, put your own stuff together. 
Um, but another thing to, 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 to do would be to look at actual calendars that exist. Certainly you could use the one that we already have, you know, it's, it's not really that, you know, big a deal, especially if you're playing a modern game or a, a, a relatively modern game, then certainly do it. Um, and then, but you know, to, to spice things up. So say for a fantasy game, you could look at old calendars that might've existed in different parts of the world and use those. You know, look at look through other historical calendars that might have existed, you know, seasons, months, however they named them. Uh, I know there was a point where even our own calendar had 13 months in it, you know, instead of the 12. Uh, it used to be 10 also, like back before the um, yeah. Julius Caesar and Augustus Caesar decided to add their names into the calendar. Which, which is why the last month, which is the 12th month of the year, is December, but the the deck, you know, no it actually means, means 10. 10. Yeah. <laughs> so it's the 10th month. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Romans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, September, October, November, you know, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Uh, but you, those modern calendars in a modern day game also has the advantage of your players should be really familiar with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's using today's calendar, you know, or your calendar is in your game is not a big deal. You know, everyone's going to get the reference of like, it's the middle of July. Yeah. Or it's July 15th. Okay, okay, well, it's the middle of the friggin' summer. Okay, you know, I don't have to tell you the season. I can just tell you the date. But, f- you know, then just mix up the holidays. You know, okay, well, I'm going to use our current system for a calendar just because everyone is an easy reference. Everyone understands it. But there's no longer Christmas. There's no longer Easter. There's no longer these, you know, typical holidays. You know, in my world, we're going to use XYZ, PDQ. <laughs> You can certainly do that. Um, if it's a modern game, then tell them why the calendar is different. You know, you guys are used to this calendar, but because of the, you know, uh, progr- you know, uh, evil overlords that came in in the 1930s, they changed everything. Right. You know, so we don't celebrate those holidays anymore. Those are those are banned. You can't celebrate those. Yeah, or it's a post-apocalyptic, you know, you know, setting, and so it's kind of future-based, and yeah. all the calendars were destroyed in the apocalypse, and people are just kind of guessing now, and they decided to simplify things, and now we just have month one two three four and five <laughs> yeah that could be interesting like they're trying to rebuild the calendar and just you know yeah i think i think getting into sci-fi calendars opens up a whole new can yeah. of worms it does because you really have to take into account not only that time passes but what is your reference for time right, right. Yeah. what do you consider to might be just refer to, you know like it's the middle of the third quarter well, or well how do you define quarters well basically by the season like it's the middle of fall I well, see that as being a very business style calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm actually like in terms of like, okay, how do we how do we count the years? How do we advance that? If you're looking at something where you've got like Star Trek, they have a star date, but is that based off of the the time on Earth, the time on Romulus, the time on? Yeah, I'm not forever with this, what the star date is referencing. I have a friend who could answer this absolutely immediately. Unfortunately, I can't. But I understand um, the concept well, of what they're but, going yeah, for. But it's 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 based on, uh, I believe, it's based on Earth days. And I know for the, Starfleet is based on Earth Earth time frames. So. I know for the actual numbers that they use in the shows, it was based on when it was filmed. You can actually take the star date, enter it into a formula, and reverse engineer the date on which they shot that narration. Or that way, they just never I think accidentally they, used I the I think right they same switched that again. between the original series and uh, TNG, though. Yeah, the, yeah, there was at some point that they changed that up, but I think originally it was. I think originally it might have been the date they shot, but then on within a TNG, it was actually supposed to be the calculation of the date that the characters were in. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the post-apocalyptic world, if you don't have a year reference, like, okay, well, we don't know, like, because all the calendars are gone and this knowledge is gone, we don't know, like, did the did the World War Three end in 2040 or was it 2041? Like, it might be one of those, like, kind of AD, BC kind of things where, like, you know what, it's going to be from now on, it's year one of... AA after the apocalypse, you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So this is, you know, the first year after the apocalypse and we're just going to, you know, make a, either reuse the, you know, try to recycle the month system to the best of their knowledge or make up a new month and day system. You know, they might use a whole nother system on top of that. Yeah. And of course there'd be new events depending on how far into the future you are. There's going to be like new events, new wars, new heroes, new uh, ideas, you know, Another thing you can do is put twists on existing terms. Like it's president's day. Oh, you celebrate, you know, the, the president, you know, like, no, 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 This is a day to mourn, you know, the, the fact that the, uh, you know, president so-and-so and, you know, like created world, started world war three and basically ended the world. Not that we're getting political. I'm not, I'm literally, that just was just a random idea. I had nothing to do with <laughs> current events. <laughs> no, because there's nothing going on currently that, that would relate to no not Don't at be all silly um yeah, it wasn't until yeah. that was half out of my mouth i'm like they're gonna think this has something to do with what's going on <laughs> i know that you don't get out enough to care i don't care i'm sort of besides even when, the, on. even when the bombs fly we're all safe in our basements that's right <laughs> just get under your desk you'll be fine So then there's uh... a. <laughs> oh, and I don't know if we've really touched too much on the on the calendarless societies. You you may have games that go and just exist where possibly in the post apocalyptic you're like oh well what day what month is it I don't care I need to find food and water yeah it's not important to me. Yeah. Again, where they basically just might like, well, I can tell you that it's summer. You know, like they just basically like, I can tell you what season it is. That's the only thing that's important. I can tell you that fall's coming. So we need to start stocking up on food. You know, it, you know, like, okay, well, how deep into winter are we? You know, like is spring coming soon? No, spring's still, you know, a while off. Okay. You know, like month and days are irrelevant. The only thing that matters is, you know, the time, you know, the, uh, uh the, rough time of year you know as relative to seasons and how that might affect you like again in a you know in a you know in a society where like you're constantly scavenging you know like okay well that just means that like now we need to start trying to like ration off our food more because winter's coming and we're gonna have to stock up and try to get through another winter and speaking of winter is coming your seasons might be uh decades long so that might affect things it's true yeah absolutely as if I were referencing some sort of uh, pop culture. I've got a little bit more where we can go on to. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're hip. We're jiggy with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And actually, on, we're on, so not. <laughs> on the subject of calendarless games, you may just have a game where you don't care about the calendar. If you're doing yeah. something like Tune or you're just doing a one shot, it doesn't matter what day it is. Like, give, give a general of what the weather is and then just go with it. Yeah, so. if you're dungeon hacking and you're like underground in some tomb the whole time, who cares? Yeah. Or, if, you know or if you're like running a horror game where your players are the ones getting hacked, yes. what does it matter? Okay, it's fall. Yeah. Yay. You don't need to know, or, or it's spring break. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know any more detail than that. 
It's it's really it adds a lot of flavor. It adds a it can add a nice layer to your game, but it is a completely optional one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just complete fluff. Completely up to you. Um also as far as far as fluff, um, because I know every now and then we kind of like you know what I would like to see in a game sometime? Uh earlier when you were talking about uh Wrath, you were talking about the moons. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at I can't I have actually kind of a list that I was coming up with of fantasy worlds that use additional moons as a way to look we're different. You know, there's two or three moons, you know, uh, like like Kryn and the Warhammer world and even Tatooine and Star Wars has two suns. I don't know if I've ever seen a fantasy world that uses no moons. Bum, bum, bum. It's really easy to see people like throw like extra moons out there, but I don't think I've ever seen anybody reduce the amount of moons. I think it's just so common that there is a moon to all of us that yeah, very rarely would there yeah, be no moons. I think I mean me being you know having knowing that I like to have some sort of root in like science. In fact, like I would be hesitant to have a world without a moon if I had oceans. But if you have a unique sort of idea for the the planetary system, then that could work. Maybe there are planets that are so close together that they affect each other's gravity. So that could affect that could do the thing that the moon essentially or does. like a desert world. You know what I mean? Like who needs a moon to affect oceans and tides if it's a desert world? Yeah. Or the. Uh, uh, the other thing too is, you know, um, maybe your planet's completely different. Maybe it works on a, a completely different uh, idea. Maybe it's a, a flat planet and it's just a thing that exists. Yeah. So, you know, maybe for tides, actually, I believe this is, I'm, I'm in a exalted game and I don't know if this is exactly how it's supposed to work or if that's how the players that I'm with make it work but I know that uh, I, I, I want to say it's I want to say it's the west yeah creation is flat I want to say it's the west is the water area and all water flows from there so there's no there's there's water flow and there's a tide essentially but the moon doesn't affect it it's all this just there's so much water here it everything flows out from there it's actually the east. i might be wrong I, I was thinking all water was on the east i thought the mountains th- and the dragonborn were on the west no i th- i maybe i'm backwards i th- i think i just had the game yesterday and I, f- I feel like they said it was to the west okay. but i'm not an expert on it so i don't but yeah either way but yeah the concept is all the water comes from one side yeah yeah um so so that might affect it or there's also the idea that maybe your uh, planet, and I know I've brought this up once or twice, but actually is uh, it has various levels that all float around each other. So the continents are actually these massive land masses that aren't actually connected by an ocean. They're connected by some sort of mystical force like gravity that uh, and they they all sort of pull around each other. And maybe there's water on each of those. And that's how each one's affected. Like the, the bigger one sort of comes towards it and they're sort of their water goes towards that. But then as they pass, it flattens and as they separate, it changes. So I was just thinking like a really cool concept of like water flowing from one to the other. And then as they re-rotate around, it flows back from one, you know, the, the other one back to the other one. So there's almost like this magical floating river between these land masses that would be pretty cool (laughs) yeah and there is when i bring that concept up there was a video game 
uh, it had the word core in it somewhere, but I, and I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I did play it for a while. And it was really cool because they actually had different planetary levels. So uh, I don't know. Maybe if one of our listeners knows what games I'm talk- game I'm talking about, go ahead and post that on the the comments. Maybe I'll uh, look into the, that again because that was a pretty cool idea with the different the different uh, levels of, uh, of continents and whatnot. Yeah, I remember an interesting. It was a book. It was a sci-fi book series where the world was this giant satellite, and it was shaped like a ring. And the world existed on the inside of the ring. So as it spun, it created gravity to hold people to the, to the edge. And the computer that ran it was in the sun at the center of the world, right. which also meant that the sun was in a fixed position in the sky because the world rotated around it and there was actually a plot point at one point where they needed to ascend through the sky into the sun yeah um which i mean it's a little off topic from calendars but you know it was a a world without days without sunrise sunset so there wasn't really any way to mark it well and and, but but that's that's why all these things make sense and that's i mean we it does seem like we're going off topic but the reason it makes sense is the same reason we have months is because the the uh, the full moon the 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 uh, cycle of the moon the reason we have the years because the the cycle of the sun around the uh, uh, sorry the uh, earth around the sun and the reason we have seasons is because of how that sort of affects it during that rotation yeah it's all so, cause and effect and how we mark it yeah, yeah and how so, we you know, track it so maybe your planet has multiple layers to it or maybe your planet faces inward towards the sun and surrounds the sun so that's going to affect any sort of timekeeping that you may have you know so and that could also affect you know um, it's the first phase of the inner ring, you know, like, yeah. like just yeah, weird that terminology, sort of so you know, that, that can, if you are making something that unique, then you might want to consider making some sort of tracking device for the time and the days and that sort of thing. And really making that unique just because, you know, your world is so much different. So I think we're going to just kind of wrap it up there. Um, if you have any questions or comments or just stories you want to share about how you've implemented calendars or holidays into your worlds or your games to help your players get a little more sense of immersion, definitely feel free to contact and share those. We can get in touch with us on Facebook, like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, we have a message board set up, GameMasterStudio.ProBoards.com. And we are on Twitter at GMS Studios. We'd love to hear what you think, hear what you'd like to hear for future shows or any other feedback you'd like to give us. And we will see you next time that we are here in the studio.